Welcome to the Soul Savvy Podcast, your home to sneaker culture, community, and connections. Our goal is to provide you with industry insights that you can't find anywhere else, as well as news and stories from the people who helped build sneaker culture into what it is today. From designers to photographers to brand experts, we give you the real scoop on what's going on in the sneaker world as it relates to you, the consumer. Welcome to another episode of the Soul Savvy Podcast. My name is Marco Henry Negrete, and I am joined by Soul Savvy co-founder and CEO, DP. DP, how's it going? Good, good. Very excited to talk about the death of the release date. Yeah, we had a good one last week, and it kind of led to this conversation last week. If you haven't caught up to it yet, we were talking about restocks, re-releases, um, just the sneaker industry as a whole right now, where we're at, how we got here and why it's a good thing for consumers. And during that conversation, um, we started talking about release dates and um, shock drops and all these kind of like industry terms that used to mean something that are starting to not. And um, it got us on the topic of the death of the release date. So we thought mm-hmm. we'd talk about, again, how did the release date become so unreliable inconsistent and just unimportant considering it used to be like one of the most important parts of the sneaker launch was that date when everybody knew and and um was ready for it, it led to campouts etc etc we'll get into all of that so yeah to kick off the convo dp where are we right now when it comes to release dates it feels like they're all over the place um yeah i would say some I, I, it feels like uh chaos a little bit right now um, but I think most importantly, it, it, like you said, the date doesn't matter, um, because there's the early release rollout, which we'll get into. There's the restocks after there's the fact that as of today, people are talking about May, 2024, um, when the Jordan fours, um, are, ma- are making comeback, the military blues, right. In that colorway, we can't even enjoy July and August and September right now without people going into um, next year. And I, another example of that right now is, is uh, Jay Balvin's Jordan 3 is coming out in September. We've already pinned the next colorway in 2024 on the calendar. So it's just across the board, a moving pendulum um, that has honestly made it kind of hard to enjoy shoes right now. It, Saturday finishes, UNC Toes just released, and it's already like, you've moved on 12 months, two weeks. Like you just, it's, it's, it moves so quickly right now. We're not in the moment anymore. Yeah. Yeah. The industry is moving quickly. It's evolved a ton. It feels like it's evolving every quarter, if not sooner. I wanted to take a quick step back and talk about the release date as it relates to me um, and my generation of sneakerheads and what I remember and when I remember it kind of going away. So I'm going to start when I was a kid um largely pre-internet era at least pre-sneaker blog era as yeah. we know today. um i know things uh were around back then where you could get dates or maybe you knew somebody at a store i'm from a small town um i didn't have any plugs in the retail store we didn't have a mall i wasn't on nike talk till college which is like 2002 set 2007 2008 ish is probably when right. i on there so for me the there wasn't no a release date if you asked me what that term was when i was a kid even though i loved shoes i wouldn't know what you were talking about because mm-hmm. back then getting shoes was almost like you just go to the mall or the outlet or the, uh, the local shop when it was back to school time or you know basketball time or whenever it was you were lucky enough to get a pair of shoes and you kind of just get what's on the wall maybe you ask yep. a 
questions and they say, hey, their Jordan's coming out, etc. But I don't remember there being a major release date. And then the late 2000s, early 2010s come and we try, we start to get into this new, the early stages of the hype sneaker site, uh, hype sneaker era yep. where blogs are popping up. And now you're starting to get more info and I'm sure brands are doing more PR when it comes to making this stuff no, um, known for, for people that are covering the industry. And then you yeah. start to release dates. And then to me, release dates are like set in stone. When you know a shoe is coming out, like that's it. You make your plans to camp out, right? So to me, right. release dates were so set in stone that you would go camp out. Nowadays, yeah. you can even risk that. You might spend a day camping and they might you might get an email the next day or an alert from the Soul Savvy news site that says that the delay that there's a delay on the release. Well, so here, here's the perfect right. example that right now black toe um low ones are we're supposed to release um this weekend. I think that I think that Saturday is the twenty eighth, if I'm not mistaken. Or yeah, Friday or Saturday, twenty eighth. Friday actually the twenty eighth. And then it got bumped to the fourth, the Friday after. But there's still stores right now planning to release it on the twenty eighth because like they just didn't get the memo or don't care in in this in this era, right? That never occurred before. You don't you don't drop early, you don't drop late, you drop at that time and that date. Always. Yeah, I mean, dating back to my time at Jordan, I remember how important release dates were. I mean, you would have a whole organization making sure that they're aligned or voting um, embargoes on when that date would even be shared. Sometimes we would, I mean, a lot of times we wouldn't share it when we release the shoes for the season. We would release things in, in a seasonal way, which they still do because changes happen. They would move things around. They would deprioritize or, or, or bump up certain releases. But yeah. I remember release dates meaning something, at least compared to now. Um, and it's just, that's just changed. So for, um, back into my quick timeline, we get into the pre-hype era, we have release dates and then we have quick strikes, which you just reminded me of, mm -hmm. which kind of like the prelude to shock drops, which we're going to get into in a second, but yeah. tell me what you remember about the quick strike era. I mean, quick strikes, uh, we even played off it at, at, at soul savvy when we first started and, and founded the company, but for stores, it was unannounced, unexpected unplanned for releases that the brands kept super tight because they could this was like pre-internet you know the blog era where now that we live in where everything gets over communicated in advance um stores could brands could keep it tight enough to say here's a shipment of this shoe that no one knows about no one's talked about it the release date's not out there has been out there for months and you know based those were the top tier stores those are our like tier zero neighborhood accounts right now um, and it would be genuinely a surprise for everyone. And it would always sell, sell out because those were the more limited edition things. And that's kind of what you said to me when I mentioned it to you. Um, it did correlate with quick strike equal limited edition. Um, so it was very exciting, you know, on a Monday morning when you'd find out, oh shit, there's a quick strike Thursday, Friday or, or Saturday of this week. Yeah. This, this is an important note here. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast it's going to offer some context here and it's really going to um bring you into what we're talking about but the quick strip releases felt like they were for the sneakerheads, right like those were really mm -hmm. the only people that were gonna care about those enough to make sure they planned around that that moment and now these big releases are meant for 
everybody to be excited about them. They're not right. meant for everybody to get them always, but they're meant for everybody to be excited. So that's just a big difference in, in how we look at release dates and who they used to be meant for, geared for, et cetera, um, that you remind me of that, that Quick Strike era. So from the Quick Strike yeah. era, we're in the mid-2010s now, and then we get to the Shock Drop era. I don't... When do you remember the first Shock Drop? I want to say 2016, but do you have another um, another frame of reference for that? The one that really sticks out for me is the UNC ones on sneakers. <laughs> and um, there was uh, Air Max 97 off-whites, uh, Serena Williams. There was a couple in that off-white range that all just were genuinely surprises, right? I, the Yeezy uh, glow-in-the-dark, I... I Explicitly remember that day driving home from Portland, getting a text message that a glowing Yeezy was dropping. Um, I think at like ten o'clock at night for some reason, and no one knew. Um, yeah, I remember UNC ones off whites, and, and those three really stuck out to me. And I want to say they were all in like the seventeen, eighteen, nineteen range um, pre pandemic. I remember those because those were when the word shock and shock drop actually meant something. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, it doesn't. I I think I remember the first shock drop being 2016 ish. Maybe you remember. I can't remember the exact shoe, but I remember being excited. I do remember the UNC one, of course. That was when I was already <laughs> working at Jordan, so I was I was I knew about that. I remember we did a shock drop for some Travis's, etc. But Travis Scott was, was Travis Scott was the one. That's the one. Travis Scott was a legitimate surprise. Yep. Dude, remember when Air Easy Two Red Octobers dropped on a Sunday? True. And that's no like, one knew. Yeah, that's a shock drop before they came up with that term. Yeah. Uh, but that shock drop era is what brings us into the, the I, I think the last era we were in, which is the hype driven sneaker era. And I call it the golden era for like the AJ1 and a lot of shoes, that 2017 to 2021, 2022 era. And that is overlapping with the leak era that we're in now and right. that we've been in for a long time. And I think that has contributed to the release date meaning nothing or meaning less. Um, it's a combination of things, but that definitely contributes because we have all these dates flying left and right. Everybody has a source. A lot of people don't even have a source. They just want, they just know it'll get clicks. And and that brings us to where we're here today to, to wrap up the little timeline that I was, that I was um, walking us through. But I, I do want to talk about the different reasons why um, release dates are, the, the release date has died and um, we can't, start that conversation without talking about just all of the logistical um, issues that have sure, come yep. the pandemic. So do you want to dive into why it's hard for a brand to even live up to a release date these days? Yeah. I mean, obviously all started with the pandemic supply chain issues. Um, the, the canal at some point that was completely blocked because a, a boat was stuck. And like, you know, I remember reading articles at the time saying like, this is going to have an impact for quarters at a time, nine months at a time, because it's going to just set off a chain reaction. Um, but ultimately, it was that it just because of the lockdown, um, product couldn't flow from from Asia over to the West, and um, I think that has settled. But there's still logistical challenges um, around that, and that's what's just kind of triggering that. So brands are having to prioritize releases, which is just like the GR is not a priority because it's not going to sell at a volume that matters. The um, lost and found ones, example, white cement threes. Those are a priority. The the more of those you can get into the U.S., um, the better off they're going to be. So, the rest of the stuff kind of has like a, you know, it's in pencil. It's got a target date. Um, 
again, Blacktail won lows. The target date was 728 and they just realized that we were going to be late. So it's now a week later because shipping is is all over the place like that. Um, and they just can't, they ultimately can't keep up. And it's just had a cascading effect. I don't know that, I mean, it's going to take some more time. I have not heard anything positive yet um, that it would change. And uh, I didn't listen to the last Nike uh, uh, Inc. Um, quarterly results, but um, I would imagine they're still dealing with that struggle. Yeah, on top of all of that, um, I think, again, back to last week's podcast, which it almost feels like it's a prelude to this one, is is just the sheer volume of product. It's really hard to pretend like release yeah. days matter when there's 100 releases a week, right? Like, So I could yeah. slap the oversaturation or the market correction, whatever angle you look at it from, of product availability has definitely contributed because like, how strict can you be on hard launch dates when you had 20 that week right sometimes you just need to get them out the door um yeah. the other thing too as you mentioned is is um uh, some uh, there's a term called flow product which yeah. means this is just going to end up at a store sometime in spring hopefully at the beginning you know sometime in fall right those are not launch dates and there's a launch product i think those lines are being blurred more than ever now where it's kind of just like things that used to have a launch date like a black toe jordan one low which i still think it is designed to have a release date, but there's just delays. It's starting to flow in with maybe an inline Jumpman on the tongue, Jordan one low, which is never supposed to have a, a launch date, right? Like those are supposed yeah. to be free flowing products. So it's interesting that those have started to overlap, but I do think that brands at least try to maintain some of these release dates, but I, th- I think enforcing them, it's just become less important than ever. Oh, for sure. And you, you make a great point. Um, uh, you want to take a guess? how many sneakers are releasing this calendar week that that we are tracking within drops app in the community you want to take a guess throw a number out there and this is high heat or stuff that we think people care about or just every stuff that I, stuff that i think is good product that people would be interested in doesn't mean it's all going to sell out but it's noteworthy enough product that we're keeping a pulse on it i'm going to be shocked there was like 20 31 this week Jesus. 31 <laughs> that's crazy and and part of that is the rise of like you know Crocs mattering, um, uh, you know Adidas has got a Bad Bunny collaboration, um, you know Asics is on this list with thanks to Ronnie, um, you know Stone Island, but it actually that doesn't even count the dunks that are restocking on like yeah I'm not even to bother it's probably forty but in general thirty one um, unique SKUs and man that's a lot of product um, to stick to a release date but but here we are that's what they're juggling and this is not abnormal right this is i would say you know maybe a little bit inflated this week but in general you you see 20 to 30 releases a week and it's a lot yeah no that's a perfect um topic to bring up when you mention all the other brands because again five ten years ago you know i started my sneaker blogging career almost 10 10 years ago now and i think you're around that same era with kickstills and other projects you're working on mm-hmm. we weren't keeping track of asics and hokas and crocs it was mostly air jordans and this is almost even before collapse so there weren't even collapsing it was like air jordan like color like og colorways or new colorways um, maybe some like Nike signature shoes. And that was it. You weren't getting a release date for like a Cortez or or even some of this inline stuff. And now I think brands and the consumer have turned like have have tried to treat every sneaker like it's a launch shoe. Um yeah. rollout and, and the way that we we want people to covet it that for sure. resulted in like none of them kind of standing out anymore because 
um, a lot of these should just be flow product, right? Like we should, it's crazy that like, I'm, it's not a hate on Crocs. I know Crocs is hotter than ever right now. Um, but it's just like, those weren't, those weren't releases that we were tracking back then. No, no, for sure. And, and uh, I, mean, I think overall it's a good thing, but everyone's followed the, um, ultimately Jordan release model, which is like, you know, set that date and, and start building it up and treat it like it's, it's something that's super important. And every brand deserves the opportunity to, to do that. Um, especially if, if they feel, well, things sure. can't sell out, will sell out, but it's, it can be, um, really daunting for a consumer to keep up with, um, you know, just in this past month alone, I have shifted release dates three or four times. I've seen things release once a week at different stores because they have different dates. Um, you know, that Vermeero glow in the dark, I forget what the actual name of it is right now. It releases August 1st. I bought mine two weeks ago. It's released three or four times um, since then. And, and Nike's official date is 8-1. And that's what people are looking forward to. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, like it's dropped everywhere, right? I actually have a pair already, right? Um, so it's just, just so different right now and, and keeping up with it can be, um, nauseating, but again, this is why we exist. <laughs> so, so far we've discussed a number of reasons why the release date is dead and none of them were planned. They were all a result of either the, again, logistical delays, uh, as a result of the pandemic and other just global, uh, you know, issues, um, bad info, uh, shipping delays, et cetera. But we're also seeing the release date be de be killed by brands themselves because mm -hmm. they think that there are better ways to do that. And some of them are. A good example of this is the way that the Whitaker Group goes about their releases, which is like three or four step process. But like I said before, this is intentional they're doing is to make sure that their core consumers gets a chance and they kind of yeah. like, it's like a, a slow trickle out and then eventually at the end they kind of like open it and some people probably look at this and say man what the heck like you know like maybe that shoe didn't sell out like the pennies for example the social status pennies didn't end up selling it out so you're like yo what's, what's the deal with this with this four what we'll i have to wait for you know the local and then this and then that why can't you just release a lot at once but when the shoe does sell out and it's just one time and it's gone in two minutes then yeah. you have a bunch of people who are upset and didn't, and didn't get a fair shot. So um, talk about, yeah. about like the intentional devaluing, devaluing or elimination of the release date from these brands as a strategy. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a process, right? You can't just pick and choose when to do the process. You have to execute on every time to build consistency, um, you know, so it's fair to customers. And, and the Whitaker Group is a great example of that where, you know, their process is we're going to make this shoe available um, we're going to announce the date. You're going to have a raffle. It's going to be available online at our three um, brands that, that that they have, um, APB, Social Status, and Amamanye, for those who might not be familiar. Um, we're going to release it in-store as well through a raffle. Um, we're going to do a Discord release because a raffle because that's what they're building their community on. And then there's also the actual release date, which is going to be online, first come, first serve, right? So it gives people opportunity um, who are busy, who can't chase after things who might not be able to be online, um, you know, parents, whatever it might be. Um, it's just, it levels the playing field. And I think that's a great, great process to have in place. And sure, you know, there might be times where it could backfire on them, but ultimately like you have to stay consistent with that um, and give people a fair shot because that helps build um, the brand and ultimately trust and respect with, with their customers. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, it takes time and you have to really build that consistency, but 
the intention of that is to make sure that people that love that brand and support that brand are getting access to that. So I, I sure. support that hundred percent. And um, it, it is an interesting example of, of brands intentionally eliminating the release date or evolving it, I should say, because this is more than one release date um, in, in that case. What are some um, other examples that you can think of, of multi-day releases? The one I'll start with is we've, it's we've, we've become accustomed to it. It's the Jordan 11 holiday drop. We, it happens every year since 2009. Big drop uh, usually breaks the Nike record for most for most shoes this right. year. It'll be the uh, remix DMP Air Jordan 11, um, aka the Concord remixed um, colorway. And for the last five six years, we've we've expected around December. I don't know, 10th, 11th, usually 11th at like yep. something 23 a.m. There's yeah, a yeah. shot drop and the consumer kind of knows, right? I hope I get them early. If not, I've got one more shot. So that's another example of a brand like it, 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 they still call it a shot drop, but like they know their consumer knows, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's the same thing as the process, right? Nike has, has their process as well, which because of their demand and inventory levels, um, you know, there's the shock drop, there's the early access, there's the sneakers pass. Um, there's the first come first serve. There's a draw. Let's just say for simplicity's sake. Then there's the the reserve, <laughs> right? They have their process, and, and people are, are are getting accustomed to that, and, and are are starting to understand that um, patience is is important, and and they can wait. and And we'll touch on 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 that aspect of that, but um, I think it's also for for specifically for Nike and Jordan is taking control of, I would say, the market price. Um, I think far too often consumers are pre ordering stuff paying a premium when the inventory is really high. Like anyone who bought UNC ones early probably kind of kicking themselves right now because that shoe's not worth more than 230, 250, let's say, um, on the on the open market. But you know, if you're Jordan and you release the shoe three weeks early, you can get pairs out to the market, set the market price so people understand, um, and obviously capture as many sales as possible while building through your release process. And um, you know, I'm not saying that's the sole reason they do it but it does help right um we often see um price go down after release right they're just starting that process sooner yeah and to peel the curtain back even more from a brand pov specifically the jordan 11 launch which the shock truck usually happens two or three weeks before the main drop um that was a really good way to gauge how the market is feeling about that shoe yeah, yeah. internally as a brand we would say oh those flew we're gonna be good on, on the main drop or we'd say hmm there are some troubling times here how how, how long it took to drop or etc the demand we got to turn up marketing we got two weeks to make uh, sure yep. that that shoe sells out same day which is yep. again specific to the 11 but it, it also is a way for these brands to really get to, to kind of put a feeler out there if you're about to release it's like if you're about to release an album and you're like man how, how uh, i wonder if people are gonna like it you, you know you, you, you drop a, a teaser Group, yeah, yeah and see, are people rocking with it? So it's, yeah. it's another, there are levels to, to to why these things happen. Some of them planned, some of them not. But we know a lot of them are planned. Yeah, no, no, for 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 sure, hundred percent agree. Um, and I think all of this is ultimately more beneficial um, for the consumer. And I guess to me, it just points down to like, there's no reason, in my opinion, right now, to pay resell for anything because you know, months prior release or a year after release, any of that stuff could come back. 
And um, I think the Weitzman threes are like the sh shining example of of that right there, which is like, hey man, you can go get that shoe. Yes, you're gonna pay a, a premium, but it's nowhere near what it would have been um, at the peak of, of the sneaker madness. And that's just good for the consumer. So again, echoing like, be patient, wait it out. Um, you never know when something's gonna retro, um, obviously, or re-release um, when we're talking about regular product, but in general, just good good for the consumer's pockets. And, and that's what we wanna see. Yeah, because the release date, did two things it, it, the 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 elimination of the release date eliminated that that takeoff point where like hey this is it but it also kind of eliminated the deadline for that shoot because before you would be like hey if i didn't get it saturday morning 9 a.m i'm out of luck it's a wrap and now you're like if i now, now there's like no expiration date there's some things like i know like you're probably not going to restock or even if they did you're not really going to have a great shot but for all of that like one step below the highest heat of the year um product you're right like you you it's a great time to, to have patience it's a great time to have reliable info yeah. because you just never know when when that's going to come back and that kind of like goes to show you that because where we're at right now i do think brands are holding stock i do think brands are like hey i can't release this colorway that we that that we need to sell out because if it doesn't it's a bad look for us so what don't why don't i say fifty thousand pairs for a shock job three months from down the line yeah why, why not see what the market does early access, right? Like if that's, I mean, that's again, um, to what you were talking about, um, you know, releasing early, whether it's shock drop or early access, um, it's data capture, whether that data capture is helping you inform decisions that will alter, you know, rollout or plans within the next 30 to 60 days or 18, 24 months from now, it's still valuable the sooner that you get that. Right. And, um, I have no doubt if, if you know, to look at the white cement threes, they might've just made a little too much. And and looked at what, what what was happening, you know, whatever data analysts they have on staff, however they crunched the numbers and went, okay, we we got to scale this back a little bit, whether it's five percent, ten percent, whatever, hold it back, and we will we will save it um, for when we're ready, right? And again, I'm not saying that happened, but that, that's totally feasible and within the ballpark of like the right thing to do if you're trying to protect the brand. Yeah, I guess to, as we get close to, to wrapping the conversation, I want I want to know: Do you think the hard release date is ever going to come back? Because I'm assuming I'm no, I, I don't know, I'm not a global logistics expert, but I'm assuming things ha will eventually go back to normal from when it comes to like shipping and receiving sort of um, process. Yeah. Do you think we ever go back to the hard date, or do you think the brands? have so much flexibility kind of going whenever they want and picking and choosing that this is just kind of the new normal. I mean, they will, but I, I don't think it matters because the release date's been ruined. Yeah. I like, Again, I can't enjoy next month without thinking about holiday and, and all the shoes releasing or next year, right? It's just taken away from living in the moment and, enjoy, and enjoying what's releasing. And, and I know I've said this countless times, but like this is the best time in sneakers like ever. Across the board, product is amazing from multiple different brands. Um, you just can't sit back and, and and enjoy it, right? And and this is no shot at um, Whitaker Group, but like they just had the social status uh, attack release, which now is followed by the airship release. So you barely had time to breathe with your pockets, right? And um, it's just moving so fast. And I kind of wanted to just chill a little bit, but the problem is the internet era of sneakers right now is how far out can I, can I leak stuff? And, and you mentioned it last week, which is like, as soon as buyers have that information and they're making their bookings, um, you know, next, next spring, next summer, 
it, it, it's already going to be out there. And like for me, I just don't care that there's another J Balvin shoe coming out. I want to think about and enjoy acquiring the one that's coming right now versus next next year. Like it just doesn't need to exist in 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 my opinion in in this ecosystem. It does no good other than like you know impressions and, and likes on social media. I I I would prefer to live in the now. Yeah, I mean, you're talking to to somebody who 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 is not a big fan of leaks because um, it's not just because I I think that like like you mentioned it makes it makes the now less fun, but I also think that it kind of ruins one of the main reasons why I like sneakers and that's yeah. story the yeah. role it's hearing the designer spent their whole life sometimes dreaming up about a shoe and then it kind of just like blah here's a photo and then here's a speculation on what the inspiration is and then by the time we get to the release date or one of the five <laughs> that it's already kind of like oh well did you know part two comes out next summer so yeah my stance on that but i do think that um which is a different topic but i do think that it contributes because we're in the leak era information is at an all-time high it's yeah. hard to determine which which is valid and which is not because um no one's fact checking and it's not like people who leak bad info have to go back and say hey by the way that when i told you guys that there was chicago travis one highs dropping literally every other week on instagram for likes I, they don't go back and correct themselves and be like no no stuff yeah, and like, oh, man, I'm so sick and tired of seeing shitty mock-ups. Like, that J Balvin mock-up. You do not know what the shoe's going to look like just because it says black and fuchsia and, and orange. You can't just assume the whole sneaker's going to be black and have a hit of this. Like, I that's, I think, my least favorite thing about these early release dates that get leaked, you know, a year ahead of time is the mock-ups. They just suck. Just stop, please. Whoever's doing it, just a general logo. Don't even bother don't put it in our brains what this might look like. Um, I don't want to see it. But that's just um, me being um, yelling at the clouds right now, I guess, at this point. But I do want to say to something that you said, um, again, it's like the storytelling aspect of things. And again, Whitaker Group is exceptional at this for for the releases um, that they do and, and the reason behind them. Um, you know, we've been seeing leaks of the the, the Amamanye uh, Jordan 5s for so long now. I would have just so much more enjoyed it if I didn't know it was coming, the quick strike, right? And waking up in whatever, mid-October, knowing two weeks from now it's going down. Like, that is fun and exciting. That's what Ronnie and Kith just did with the kiss strike for the Asics. That drop was probably the most fun I've had sneakers this year because it was just, it was surprising and it was exciting and it was thrilling, right? And And I want more of that, but obviously that's been just like ruined by, you know, click chasing um on the flip side to that though i think the point where a lot of release dates is good for people is inline gr sneakers the john morant one is an example i really liked seeing everything that was coming to a degree um because it let me budget yeah right we don't really budget for limited edition sneakers and hype drops because you just kind of you buy it right because you want it you know it's going to pass you by there's not six more coming the john morant inline basketball series i know i want that grizzlies colorway I think I saw something else I wanted. And honestly, I've been waiting for those to release before I buy them. I think that's the good of a release date. Uh, again, I'm thinking of the Luca 2 right now. I know I want one. I just don't know when to buy one. The LeBron 20, I'm talking basketball singers here. I know I want LeBron 20. Um, I don't want to just go buy the first one. I want to buy one that I really love. So there's there's some transparency into the release date that can help us make more informed decisions with our dollars. And then some that just ruins the fun and the storytelling of, of the release and I want to find that balance, but I think 
the brands have no control over it. So nothing's going to change. Yeah, well, here we are. So on one hand, the release date as we know it has um, has died. And um, yeah. it's sad because that represented a lot of really cool parts of sneaker culture, the campouts, the anticipation leading up, the rollouts, et cetera. On the other hand, um, there are lots of positives, right? That means that you're going to get second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth chances to yeah. get a yeah. scout on. And you don't have to pay resale immediately. You don't have that instant FOMO when... Saturday comes and goes and you didn't get them on the sneakers app because you know they're probably more coming for most shoes. Yeah. Um it's a great time to uh to 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 be patient, but but also to seek out good information. Don't believe every date you see, double triple check it. Um, especially within Soul Savvy, we try to do our best, especially inside the community and on the news site to, to have our release information as up to date as possible. So always, yeah. always ask somebody, uh, do a quick search before you think about pulling the trigger because for all you know, there might already be people talking about a shock drop that everybody knows about or a restock that everybody knows about and it might be that shoe that you have and you're about to check out on and pay a million fees for so yeah uh, definitely keep that in mind and and again it's sad that the release date as we know it is gone but it's happy be but there's also some uh, lots of pros here because we're, we're seeing brands do really creative things to make sure product is getting in the hands of people like we mentioned with the Whitaker group and and we'll probably to see more creativity like that from brands as well yeah no a hundred percent um you know pros and cons but ultimately that's that's sneakers um we're not going to get it how we want it it's not never going to be perfect um but i do think again it's about finding that balance agree well thanks yeah. this is a good convo uh, appreciate everybody for listening and uh we'll catch you on the next one thank you appreciate it Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Savvy Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on social media at Soul Savvy with one V on all platforms. To learn more about Soul Savvy and join our community, please visit www.soulsavvy.com slash join.